This is the Nook Podcast. My name is Stephen Murphy. Thank you so much for joining me today. This new venture has been going for a few days now, and I feel like I'm getting into a good rhythm with it, and I hope that you're enjoying it as well. If I may ask a quick favor, when you're done listening to this episode, please leave a review at Apple Podcasts. It doesn't take long, and it really helps in getting the word out there about the good things happening here in the Nook. My guest today is Phil Cook. Now, if that name doesn't ring a bell for you, that's okay. He is a film producer, writer, director. Yeah, he's one of those big Hollywood types. You may have already seen some of his work and not even known it. There's a link to his website down in the show notes if you'd like to read up on all things Phil. My first encounter with him was almost 15 years ago when he was speaking at a huge broadcast conference. The talk he gave changed my perspective on how I treat people. Our paths have crossed a couple more times since then, and he's always been so gracious with his time, even to the point of being a guest on a new podcast. He's got great insights on making solid connections with people and about how faith-based media is making an impact. So settle in for a conversation with my friend, Phil Cook. When I heard you speak in Vegas in 2006 at NAB, your, your break... Man, that was a long time ago. <laughs> it was. It just blows my mind how much time has passed. But you, your breakout was about connecting people and being so intentional when you meet somebody and get to know them that you're kind of building a little catalog of, okay, that was a good guy and he's into this, this, and this, and you're just mindful of that. So when six months down the road, you meet somebody else and you think, oh man, you know what? You need to connect with this other guy that I just met. Um that had such a profound effect on me because it, it changed how I deal with people. Um, and I'm just wondering if you recall anything sure. <laughs> from, from we can that. can ramble about that for as long as you want. Uh, uh, yeah, that's great stuff. I love that. Nutshell it for me. Why is that so critical that we be so intentional when we're meeting people? You know, oddly enough, early on in my career, I started seeing people and working with people that I thought, man, this guy's super talented or this gal is amazing at what she does. And I'd love to work with them again. And so I started early on making a list of people that I'd work with, people that I liked. And I thought, you know, in the future, when I get a budget, when I get clients that actually want to do something amazing, I want to pull these people together as a team. And so for some odd reason, early on, I just saw the value of networking with people. You know, it's funny, back in the 70s, networking was really popular. And then the 80s, with a lot of things, networking became all about ego. It's about who, mm. you know, how many people know me and how famous can I be. Right. But the truth is, the heart of networking is really how do we build relationships that help us accomplish our dream. And um, what's funny is all those years of building, I've got thousands and thousands of people in my contacts right now. All those years later, I have people literally around the world that I can call. Mm. And I, I joke with people, I travel a lot, and I joke with people that if I get stuck in some bizarre country somewhere in the world, I have somebody in my contacts that I could call. <laughs> and uh, maybe get a bedroom for the night or get dinner. And so it's just it's, it's shown me that when it comes to marketing my books, I know who to call. When it comes to producing a film, I know who to call. When it comes to something else, I know who to call. So I just think it's, it's not about ego. It's not about taking advantage of people. It's really about making a note of people I meet and what they're great at and what they're like 
so that years later, should I, you know, need that assistance in some area, I can always call those people and it makes a difference. And oddly enough, I can I can tell you that for our company, Cook Media Group here in Los Angeles, literally 99.9% of the business we get is word of mouth, which mm. means it's relationships, it's people that we know, it's people that I've known. And I get people just like you, Stephen, that will say, you know, I heard you speak years ago and we met and we talked about this, or I, I had lunch with you years ago and I'd like to bring you into this project. So all I can tell you is the idea of networking, if you do it with the right heart, if you're not taking advantage of people, if you're doing it to really build relationships, there's so many ways that can help your career, can help your dream, whether you're writing a book or making a movie or building a company or whatever you do. It can come back and make a dramatic, dramatic difference for you. So I'm, I'm still a big fan after doing it all this time. Well, and don't you think that that's such a God-honoring thing that you're, you're being careful with the relationships that he's obviously placing in your path? No question about it. And the other thing, too, about from a God-honoring perspective, you're helping other Christian people achieve their dream. And so uh, there's nothing I would like more. In fact, we, early on in our career, I mean, we've done, over the years, we've produced Super Bowl commercials, we've done movies, television specials, all kind of things for all kind of people. But we really like to focus on Christian media, because we just have a passion for helping get that story out there. I think one of the reasons Christianity is losing really traction in the marketplace. It's the reason it's being uh, criticized so often. It's losing its influence is because we just don't tell that story well. Mm. So if there's anything I'm passionate about is helping storytellers like you. You're a great example. You're doing a podcast where you're trying to share these stories about how, how God has changed people's lives. Hey, I'm, I'm want to partner with people like that because I really want to help those stories get out there in a much bigger way. Is there, is there a way for you to pick maybe like the the top one or two things that you've had a hand in in the last few years that just really stand out to you as far as there was a great connection that ultimately led to just, you know, an amazing project that just blew everybody's mind. Well, there's a lot of things like that that came out of a networking type situation. Years ago, uh, Brian Houston, who pastors Hillsong Church in Sydney, Australia, uh, had read my blog. I'd responded to him on social media about something, and as a result, he read a blog post that I did, and he invited me to come to uh, Sydney and do some teaching, spend a day teaching his church team. And so he brought together I must have been 100, 100, 150 people that were a part of his church leadership team uh, for Hillsong, and I spent an afternoon with them in Australia doing some teaching. And and um, years later, when uh, Hillsong United, the worship band, probably the world's most famous worship band, came to the to the Hollywood Bowl here in Los Angeles, they performed, and I went with my friend John Bach, and who who is, owns a marketing company called Grace Hill Media. They're the guys the major studios go to to know how to reach the Christian audience out there with major movies. And so John and I went to see him, and we noticed there's standing room only here. I mean, mm. people can't, people were, it was just packed. And then they went under Red Rocks, they went under Minnesota Square Garden, and we realized there's something here. And so because I knew Brian, we were able to call Brian up and talk about uh, what if we did a movie on these guys. And so John really was the driver of the idea. And um, I went out and raised the money. John really, really drove the project. And um, we ended up doing the Hillsong movie. Um, that was in theaters all over the country nationwide about three years ago. Yeah. And it all became always because we knew people who knew people who knew people and we developed those kind of relationships. So that's a, that's a, a, a fairly recent example of something that happened because of those kind of relationships. We, we've done all the media for the museum of the Bible in Washington, DC. 
And uh, we spent three and a half years leading up to their grand opening, shooting everything from marketing, awareness, donor development, all kind of stuff. And that all came about because I had worked years earlier with Tim Smith, who was a donor development expert who understood what they were doing and was working with them. And he said, you know, we need some videos that will make a difference for us as we raise money for the museum called us. And so it's just interesting when you look back how many projects happened because we knew somebody. So I just am a big advocate of that. So one handshake begets another handshake, begets another handshake, and and good things happen. Is that <laughs> maybe boiling it down? Pretty much. Pretty much. I It's certainly been that way in my life, and, and um, I could not be more grateful. That's outstanding. Well, something you mentioned there, too, that I, I would definitely love to pick your brain on. When you say that people of faith are losing traction because of stories not being told, uh, is that part of why you stay in Hollywood? I mean, you could do what you do from anywhere, but you've been based there in L.A. for years. Why do yeah. you stay? Well, the taxes don't help, I can tell you that. And, <laughs> and we're in this, you know, as we record this, we're still in the second wave of lockdown from COVID-19, and we're completely shut down. In fact, the governor, I mean, the mayor dictated no film production, no video production at all right now going out in the city. Stores are closed. Restaurants are completely closed, indoor and outdoor. So it's 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 really very difficult. So trust me, if I've ever thought about leaving Los, <laughs> Los Angeles, this is the time. And um, but I stay here largely because I do like the connect. You know, there's a there's a number of reasons. Number one, L.A. is a global city. Mm. Uh, there's a huge connection with the Far East. There's a connection with uh, Europe. There's just it, it's just it's just a global city. So you meet people in a typical day from all over the place. I live in Burbank, which has a huge Armenian population, hmm. and so chances are if I get an Uber or I you know get a ride to the airport or something, I'm going to have an Armenian driver. Um, I go out to eat, and there's a huge Latin community here in Los Angeles. So it's just interesting the mix, the the, the diversity that happens here, and that's a, that's a powerful powerful thing. But beyond that, it is. Hollywood. And so I still want to know people in the studio system. I want to know people in net TV networks. I want to know uh, people that are doing remarkable things. And what most people don't realize is there's, a, there's an enormous number of Christians in very highly placed positions in Hollywood making a dramatic difference. It's one of, my, one of the reasons I always talk about, let's stop criticizing Hollywood and start thinking of Hollywood as a mission field. You know, mm. what if we quit criticizing the industry and started praying for them. But what would that, what would happen? And, um, you know, it's funny when missionaries go to a third world country, they don't find a village, surround it, protest, criticize it, you know, call them names. Um, they know that they have to develop a relationship. They have to become one of them. They have to develop a trust. And that's what ultimately wins them to Christ. Well, hey, why don't we do that in Hollywood? So there's some people doing exactly that, making a dramatic difference. And I like to be a part of that community and and in many ways be kind of a bridge between my friends that are in secular entertainment and my friends that are in Christian media uh, and be that bridge between the two, because I think there's good things in both, and we can certainly learn a lot from each. So you you really do look at that as a mission field. Like, I I think, you know, right on the surface, a lot of people would say, pack up your stuff and run. That place is just insane. But you obviously (laughs) see it as a very ripe field. Yeah, I mean, I've not been called to to leave the culture at all. Um, You know, I, I think who knows what happens, you know, what's here in the future. But I think right now, as long as we have a chance to 
bridge those gaps and, and, and engage the culture, I think we should be doing it. I just think, I think one of the biggest things I think, put it this way, I think there's a place for Christian media, no question. There's a place for Christian publishing and movies and television and things. However, we should not focus on that so much that we forget about reaching out and crossing the aisle Hmm. and trying to engage with people who are doing secular media projects, because there's some amazing people doing some remarkable things. And, And the funny thing is everybody here in Los Angeles knows that I'm a Christian, Um, And yet I've never been I've never been criticized. Obviously, there are a few people that don't like Christians. You know, okay, that's true of any group, lawyers, plumbers, teachers, whatever. But what I've discovered is people don't hate Christians here in Hollywood as much as they don't understand us. They don't get it. Mm. Um, After all, most people here in the industry weren't raised in a Christian home. Just like most people at the top of any organization weren't raised in Christian Christian homes, so it's natural that they don't feel comfortable around Christians. They don't get it. So I've just discovered if you can be really authentic, if you can be honest, if you can just engage with them, they're thrilled to do that. And it's remarkable the number of non-believing friends I have here in the industry that are perfectly comfortable with me and being a Christian. They know it, they get it. But um, you know, it's funny. I, I tell people if you come to to Hollywood as a, as a producer, as a writer, a director, whatever, and if you're a Christian, don't lead with your faith, lead with your talent. Because mm. so many times Christians will come out here and they'll meet with producers or meet with a network studio or somebody and say, you know, God's called me to come out and change the industry. Well, those guys get laughed off out of the building. They just yeah. get tossed off a lot and that you never hear from them again. But if you come out here and blow people away with your talent as a writer, an actor, a director, producer, then you get their attention. And I've discovered that once they accept you, then you can talk about anything you want to. You mm. can talk about Christian stuff. That's not unusual at all. And so, But you have to win their trust by being really, really good at what you do. So I always say lead with your talent, not with your faith. And that's what really makes the difference. Well, and don't you think that that's where your, your excellence comes into play? That, you know, it's like use that gift that God gave you with all, you know, exuberance then then you earn the right yeah, yeah. to kind of tell your story to somebody once you've you know earned That's that place true. of trust you, you know and you really see that in hollywood because the guys who are the star actors in high school they didn't necessarily become the star actors in college because that was a whole different level hmm. and then you become a star actor in your community theater or in the group you're in in cleveland or in you know tallahassee or wherever you're from that's a whole different level and then you come to hollywood it's like the all-star team of all-star teams. Right. And so the competition out here is enormous. I read a statistic a couple of years ago that something like 22,000 film school graduates a year descend to Hollywood oh, wow. to make a living out here. So you consider that kind of competition, it's amazing. So you're exactly right. If you're not extraordinary at what you do, you're not going to get very far because this is the best of the best of the best. And so I think that's really important for people to consider before they think about coming. Right. A nutshell for you, uh, I'm releasing some new content right now weekly uh, that this the podcast is kind of an offshoot of that. Um, the video okay. that this will kind of be tied to is <laughs> the title of the video is Most Advertising Sucks. And while it's it's easy <laughs> to throw good. rocks at some of the terrible, terrible commercials, um, I talk a little bit in the video about how it just seems like you go back a few years and advertising had some credibility and there was, they were classy or at least clever. And anymore, when emus and lizards are trying to sell us insurance, it just seems insulting. 
Um, but I have to quickly right. turn and say, well, wait a minute. If I'm an ambassador for Christ, I'm not doing the best advertising for the Savior that I represent. Uh, so my encouragement in it is, you know, walk worthy. And I love what you said about how being excellent and being at the top of your game in a place like Hollywood first. Uh, and I'm, I'm trying to land the plane here. I want to be very respectful of your time. It, do you have a word of encouragement to somebody who is believing that, you know, I represent Jesus Christ on the earth. How do I walk this out on a daily basis uh, where I am good advertising for Jesus? <laughs> That's a great question. Well, you know what? I, I say, first of all, start with your family. I'm a big believer. Start with your family. I'll tell you why. Most of the hot-button issues in our culture involve uh, gender, sex, uh, morality, those kind of things. The hot buttons in our culture right now are related to the family dynamic. And so the, the problem is when you look at divorce statistics, when you look at broken families, Christians are right yeah. up there with everybody else. And so my thing is, let's start with the family. What if we became this one group of people that had the most amazing family and families in the world? What if we were just so remarkable that people would think, wow, I want to be like them? I think that would have a huge impact. And the second thing is, start, start with your neighbor. Um, I, I saw one statistic when we wrote our book, The Way Back, that 76% of uh, people in America don't know their next-door mm. neighbor's names. And so my thing is, just go next door. You don't have to witness. You don't have to share the gospel. Just yeah. take them a pie. Uh, just develop a relationship and get to know them and start there. Little things like that, you'll find, will give you so much credibility with the people you're talking to. It will ultimately make a dramatic difference. As someone who has worked in the TV and video production business for more than 30 years. It is such an honor to have somebody like Phil Cook agree to give some of his time. Here's a couple of takeaways that I got from the conversation. First, relationships matter. It's so important to be intentional when meeting people. And like Phil said, it's not about using people. It's about networking with a purpose, building good relationships with good people. You never know when a seemingly chance encounter with somebody might turn out to be someone you can call on in the future. The second is a little more obscure. Phil talked about why he stays in Hollywood when we could probably come up with a dozen reasons for him to leave. He feels called to stay there, and that's huge. I firmly believe that God will call us to go places, and it might not make sense to some people. Phil is doing good work in a place that needs his influence, and for that, I will cheer him on. I mentioned at the beginning of this episode that there is a link to Phil's website in the show notes. I highly recommend that you check it out. He's got so much great content there. Links for the books that he's written, uh, he too has a podcast, and there's also links for his social media feeds. He is a good follow. If you've got questions or comments about the Nook, drop me an email. It's stephen at nookpodcast.com. That's stephen with a V at nookpodcast.com. If you haven't joined the Facebook group yet, consider this your invitation. And that is facebook.com slash meetmeinthenook. Facebook.com slash meetmeinthenook, all one word. 
If you know someone who might enjoy this or any of the other episodes, please share them. The goal will always be to encourage as many people as possible. Now to him who is able to do above and beyond all that we ask or think, according to the power that works within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Thank you so much for listening, and I will catch you here next time in The Nook. The Nook Podcast is a production of Sozo Digital Media.